Today, I'm here with Steve and Faith Moynihan, owners of HMY Yacht Sales, which is one of the largest yacht sales companies in the country. This family-owned business has been thriving for what will be 42 years in November. These are truly two of the hardest working people you will ever come across. They are certainly a difficult duo to keep up with as Faith oversees their beautiful Pirates Cove Resort and Marina in Stewart, Florida. Today, you're going to learn how Steve and Faith have never been afraid of a challenge and always see their visions through with resiliency. Business is their strength, but family is their heart with four beautiful daughters and 12 wonderful grandchildren that they adore. Steve, Faith, can you believe it's been almost 42 years? That's pretty hard to believe, really. It is. 42 years flies by pretty fast when you're working, raising children, staying married. <laughs> All those things take a lot of effort. Absolutely. Sitting where you're at today, reflecting, looking back, what's a word you would use to describe this journey? Um, I would describe it as fast. It went by in the blink of an eye. You think you're a young couple starting out and you turn around and you've got 42 years of history. I, I don't know a better way to, to say it. In addition, it was certainly unpredictable. We, we couldn't have predicted this journey when we started in 1979. No way to predict it, but absolutely thought out. We're going to hear from both of them on this on this journey. We're going to dive into every aspect of HMY and your family, but first let's tell everyone how we know each other here today. Well, um, we've known the Creary family for more than 30 years. Uh, uh, Jeff Creary was a captain for us in the late 80s and into the early 90s when we had a couple of uh, sport fishing boats that we were campaigning. And he had uh, a couple of beautiful children that we used to run into in the Keys and the Bahamas and Fort Lauderdale. And uh, Lexi and Stacy were, and their mother Stacy was there, and uh, Misty. And uh, so uh, since that time, we've, we've maintained a great family relationship Jeff now works in our yacht sales company, and so does Lexi. Very special for me to grow up with my dad working at HMY and then have the opportunity to come on board. That's a really special feeling. Faith, I know you have some vivid memories uh, we talk about all the time of us as kids and how our relationship has grown over the years. I do. You and your sister jumping around behind your father and talking to your mother and running around the beach with a bathing suit bottom on, <laughs> which I, I'm, I'm sure you don't do that anymore. Thank you for that but, visual. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we had a lot of fun kind of growing up in that world, and that's what we did. We grew up in that world. We didn't think about whether what we were doing was right or wrong. We didn't think about the people that we're meeting, whether they could help us or hinder us. We just woke up every day and, and uh, had fun. We had a lot of fun. 
a lot of fun on boats, a lot of fun on beaches, a lot of fun meals. Some of them I remember, some of them I don't. (laughs) Fun is the perfect word to describe that. But Steve and Faith have truly never been afraid of hard work in literally every aspect of their lives. We're not just talking business. I'm talking hard work, giving back to others. Hard work, for example, traveling with four girls in a 40-foot RV with a boat, Suburban, and two jet skis. What's the story there? Because a little birdie told me that that might be a good story here to ask you both. Well, at at the time, which goes back into the mid-80s, it seemed like a pretty reasonable way to keep the kids occupied and out of trouble. And we were able to kind of control their environment. So basically, we would leave Fort Lauderdale for a good portion of the summer and go explore lakes in Alabama, North Carolina, South Carolina. And uh, we had family and friends with us a lot of that time. And we uh, we did several long motorhome trips uh, years ago. We've been all out west, uh, Grand Canyon and New Mexico and Estes Park, Colorado, and we did Niagara Falls and Cape Cod and Acadia National Park, and we we just spent a lot of time together as a f- young family, and uh, we always had uh, some cousins or or uh, close friends with us uh, on these trips, and um, it was it was a very wholesome way to spend a lot of time with our kids and uh when you talk to them though i think they they still remember those trips fondly and it was uh, we did that for about 10 years desiree learned to ride a bike um, on a, one of our camping trips uh, bridget learned that she could stand up when the ten- the uh, canoe tipped over <laughs> and she she was not going under when she uh we went for a canoe ride and it tipped over she thought she was a goner but i said stand up and she did she was fine <laughs> <laughs> no, we it, had, was, it was a great way to spend time with uh with the kids it was we brought pack and plays with us and we didn't have uh we didn't have television we had um one of the things that Stephen did is that you could not sit in the front seat of the motorhome unless you could read the map. You had to be able to tell him what was the next city we were coming to, how far away it was on the map, what towns we were passing. And if you couldn't tell him that, at the so they sat with the map sitting on their lap with the flashlight and they would look up and see where we were and they would say, we're mile marker 142, dad. The next stop is, you would say, okay, like keep me informed because I can't do this without you. So, I see your daughter's doing a lot of this with their children, so clearly it made the impact that you're both talking about where they wanted to pass that down to their children. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say tenfold, but I would say twelvefold because you have 12 grandchildren. Isn't that right? Yes, we do. That is true. You don't do anything small. We don't go anywhere small. I don't know how you even get a dinner reservation places. Well, it help, helps if you own a restaurant. So <laughs> yes. True. That's now what, it all makes sense. We say party of 23. Party of 23. So. Wow. Well, everything you do, you do it 100%. And 
this, everything we're speaking to right now, talking about HMY and getting into yacht sales, we could talk record-breaking numbers all day, how the sales volume has grown significantly and the immense pride that we take in that. However, HMY and the Moynihan's measure success in a very different way. Isn't that true? Well, we're fortunate that through the years, 40 plus years, we've always had a profitable enterprise. And so that comes from the uh, surrounding ourselves with the right people and the, and creating long-term relationships with our industry partners, our trading partners, our uh, financial partners, our legal team, our, uh, the accounting people that we use, and, and all those relationships uh, stretch into the 30 to 40 year range right now. And that's something I'm very proud of. And, it's, and, and through those relationships comes an ongoing enterprise and a profitable company, and, and we, we expect that that's going to happen. All right, we're talking big numbers and long-term relationships and what's most important, but it hasn't always been this way. Take us back in time to the beginning. Let's talk the history of HMY. When did HMY cultivate? What was day one? Day one was November 1st, 1979. And uh, we had a little three-room houseboat on the New River in Fort Lauderdale at a place called Marina Bay. That was your first office? <clears throat> that was the first office. Had a hairdresser on the first floor. <laughs> you had to go up a winding staircase to get to the second floor where uh, the offices, the HMY offices really were. So we would check to make sure there were no perms that were going to be done uh, if we had somebody important coming in to look at boats or talk about because of the smell because you could smell the the hairdresser downstairs you could smell the perms and you could smell you could hear the chatter you knew what was going on in all their lives so you didn't bring in the heavy hitters on perm day tried not to to. (laughs) but that was our first office and we had we had dockage right outside the front door and uh, we leased a couple of slips to be able to display pre-owned boats uh, and that's what we, that's how we started in 1979. 79 was a big year for me. Uh, in March of 79, I, I met Faith and, uh, we met through a mutual friend and I, first minute I laid eyes on her, I was, I was hooked and it, and I, it's, it's not a, uh, it's not a stretch not a, to say. Not a well-known that, secret. That. Uh, it was love at first sight, but I had really good eyesight at that time. <laughs> and Faith's eyesight wasn't quite as good as mine. So it took I asked a- you if you were going to marry me on our first date. <clears throat> wow, you came in hot. <laughs> <laughs> at, the, at the Southport Raw Bar. What did yeah. you say? He said, yes, I, I think I am. I said, <laughs> okay, I'll have another beer. <laughs> get this Keep on coming. Get this celebration started. But 79 was a big year. And we uh, we uh, uh, started our our advertising and marketing program. We were always big into that, uh, even back then. And um, you know, through uh, a couple of um, short-lived uh, relationships uh, with the original partners, 
Uh, we got to 1984, and uh, I collaborated with uh, a guy named Willis Austin, Doc Austin. And uh, Doc was a, a client and friend of mine uh, from the 70s, from 1978, actually. And so by 1984, we were in business together, and until his untimely passing, uh, we ran the HMY together for about 24 years. And uh, subsequent to that, we, uh, we, we kept the, the business going and, and kept the, uh, the expansion going. Uh, it was it was actually Doc that that uh, opened the second office that we had. We went all the way from Fort Lauderdale to Deerfield Beach. Anybody who knows where that is knows it's only about 30 miles. That's a stretch. Uh, but we did have a second office just so we could uh, expand our territories. And um, in 1984, uh, with Doc coming on board, we uh, we vaulted into the new boat business. And that was a uh, uh, business uh, that we, we were really excited about and, and continue to be uh, excited about today. Uh, we, as, as, a, as a new boat dealer for some of the greatest product in the world, um, it's, it's made us a totally different company. We've been a Viking dealer for almost 30 years and a Princess dealer since 96 and a recently started selling the Valhalla product and the Okean product, which we're importing. And uh, it's made us a, a, a very well-rounded and uh, uh, it's provided a lot of benefits for our customers being able to offer the services and, and uh, product that we do. Faith, you've watched this transition and everything we're talking about, how the company has grown over the years. What was that like going from the first office to the second office? You know, you're expanding, you're getting into the new boat business. These are huge leaps. These are huge risks. Can you speak to that? Yeah, I was in the background for a lot of the, the leaps and bounds that he took. Stephen always kept the girls and I very secure feeling, very, um, just very, very secure. He would come home and say, we're opening another office. And I would say, where? And he would tell me and I'd say, good, go for it. He, Stephen was never shy about spreading his wings and... Oh. I'm really glad that you brought that up because it speaks to what I think is your strongest trait, Steve, in working for you, and that is the resiliency and where you have this steadfast passion and you know what you want and you go after it and you don't veer off that path. And what I'm hearing from both of you is you knew exactly what you wanted and you, know, you just went and got it. Those are big decisions that clearly weren't hard for you are these gut instincts like help us visualize you know you've been in Florida for quite some time you've met your wife you have a new partner you entered the new boat business was there any hesitation you know you're talking it sounds like it was just gut instinct it absolutely was there was no uh, there was no forecasting on a piece of paper what we thought we were going to do we just knew we wanted to do it 
Yeah, we just we just <clears throat> decided to immerse ourselves into this industry, and um, it's grown to what it is today, and we are immersed. Absolutely. You've said to me before, we always see it through. Explain what that means. Well, we've we've tried a number of different avenues to grow the company and to uh, provide uh, additional services for our, our customers. And these things take time. And rather than uh, uh, make a knee-jerk reaction if something doesn't work in a, in a one or two or three-year time frame, uh, we try and anticipate what the next um, move will be to assure that we uh, succeed. And so we have patience. We have some discipline in that. In that and it has proven to be uh, something that, that has worked out for us. And the, um, you know, when we make a commitment to people that come to work for us, just like they make a commitment to us when they come to work here, um, uh, we, we need to see those commitments through. And that's important. And it's very, it's rewarding to me to have uh, people like you coming to work here who are the offspring of people who uh, could have told you, listen, this is, <laughs> this is a terrible idea. <laughs> you really should go somewhere else. And, you know, you're not the only, you're not the only uh, uh, person who's, who's come to work here whose father or mother has, has been part of this organization. And um, it's, it's rewarding to me that, that those things uh, have, have worked out. And, um, you know, we, we, we are fortunate enough to be able to have, we've had some track record now and we have some experience and we do live with our commitments and we do see things through. What would you say to a young professional starting their first business like you did in that moment? <laughs> to jump in, the water's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think that, I, I would, and I have counseled uh, young people, my my own children, and uh, and friends of theirs, and relatives of mine. Um, I think there are three key ingredients to any that go into any venture, whether it's yacht sales or any business that you are are committing yourself to and the, and i think those ingredients are the you know from your heart you have to you have to dedicate the time and it does take time you have to have uh, the, the product knowledge for whatever your chosen field is you have to be the expert in that field and you have to uh, absolutely have unparalleled product knowledge and uh, those two things coupled with uh, the absolute uh, ability to uh, tell the truth and be honest, no matter how, how uh, uncomfortable it is, uh, those three items, I think, are the key ingredients for anyone looking to start any kind of venture, business, career. And be flexible. 
You have to be flexible because things don't always work out exactly like you think they're going to work out. There's pitfalls and detours and stop signs you didn't see coming. And you just have to stay flexible. You have to get up every day knowing that it's a new day and that be as prepared as you can be. But the day doesn't last any longer than 24 hours, and it's certainly no shorter. So I think that he's very flexible. He's had the opportunity to be flexible in his life because he chose somebody who is so incredibly flexible to stay married to. <laughs> and so, patient and kind. And patient and kind. That, all those things are true. Yes. There's no doubt that you possess those three qualities that you would you know, give advice to a young professional that's led to your success. And I kind of want to speak to the culture at HMY because I do work for this company and I want everyone to know that this is a family-owned business. I want to paint the picture of what Steve has built at HMY and the amazing owners behind this company. You know, I can tell you firsthand, we just talked about how it means a lot to you that I came to work and was encouraged by my father. And that was because when I sat down at the dinner table from a young age, my dad walked through the door extremely happy and talking about his day at work and who he works for and had a burning passion for what he did and, you know, the leadership and the guidance that he had through you and you know, and your leaders at your company. And that's why he's been there 32 years and that's why I wanted to be a part of something like that. I wanted to come home every day happy and, you know, love the company that I work for. And when you put on that shirt and wear those three letters, be proud of that. That's nice to hear. That's very nice to hear. So what does it mean to you when you, you know, when you have brokers that have been with you 20 to 30 years, like you said, you're getting in the second generations. It really transitions also into clients, you know, speaking of that. We've talked about some really special things, and that is the foundation you've built to where you are now selling yachts to multi-generational families on a client aspect. That's true. Uh, because we've been doing this for so long, we started selling boats over 40 years ago. And at the, at the time we were doing those uh, deals, we were meeting the teenage sons and daughters of the purchasers. And... We have many examples, and a couple of them here recently in the last couple of years, where uh, people have purchased, you know, a big new and pre-owned Viking Sport Fisherman, and I knew these guys when they were 15 years old, and now they're 55 years old, and they're still doing business with this company. That's incredible. And they're, and they're our friends. You know, we, we socialize with them. We vacation with them. We, we uh, use their boat together they've been to our house we've been to their house and but these are people that we've known for over 40 years who were teenagers when their parents introduced them to us and that's that's a pretty cool thing too very rare yeah makes them part of the foundation of hmy truly part of the foundation when we sell boats to clients it's very often they become friends, but we always say welcome to the HMI family. And I think that what you're talking about right now proves that with oh. that amount of time down the road, you're still, you know, right in the forefront of their mind and knowing and keeping up with their kids, obviously. Of course. Of course. They say boating's a tight knit community. And 
I think that can mean near and far because I've heard you've run into some clients in all sorts of countries, all sorts of places. Tell us some funny stories of where you've bumped into clients. Oh, goodness. Uh, Vermont. Yeah, we you know, get off a get off a, a plane and go watch the leaves change colors up in New England and run into people with an HMY shirt on. I got off a cruise ship in Italy a couple of years ago, and the first guy I ran into was a guy I had no idea he was in Europe, but he lives in Jupiter in Admiral's Cove, and uh, he's the first guy I ran into when we got off this cruise ship. Uh, I took the kids fishing uh, with Faith and uh, another family. We went up to Alaska 10 years ago, and uh, we went out at 4 o'clock in the morning to go halibut fishing, and ran, ran smack dab into uh, a, a guy from Fort Lauderdale who lived six blocks from us, who was in the in the uh, marine arena. That's and, wild. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah, the it, kids go trick or treating, and somebody with an HMY shirt will open the door, and the kids just look at him, say, "Does Pop Pop know that he has <laughs> his shirt?" <laughs> yes, I'm sure he does. Does it ever? become normal or you get used to seeing your brand everywhere like we're talking about does that ever you know become something you get used to or do you always just say like whoa like you know like your grandkids are talking about opening a door um we've seen it for so many years in our own house that it's such a normal thing i think everybody should wear hmy attire it's I know it's everywhere in my house. Like when I exactly. go to, um, I got the pool and I offer someone a pool towel. I don't think I have one that's not an HMY pool towel. Like in so many different things in my house, <laughs> you would think I'm sponsored by HMY. <laughs> we have some pretty great swag. We do. We've got great swag. But uh, it, it is everywhere and it should be everywhere. Um, HMY is a large company and it supports uh, a lot of people and a lot of lifestyles and it uh, it's gotten wider and deeper truly than we ever thought it would so in that sense it is it is interesting to see hmy in so many different places in our lives I love, I love when I run into somebody and get to have a great conversation starter when you don't know them you know walking through an airport you're wearing an hmy backpack those are my my favorite moments, and it's a fun story to talk about. But you mentioned your grandkids. Let's talk family. You have four daughters and 12 grandkids. Tell us about your daughters. Desiree's our oldest daughter. Uh, she's married to David Freeman, who is also uh, my right-hand man at Pirate's Cove. Uh, they have uh, four-year-old twins, and... Uh, and a two-year-old, a sassy, very sassy two-year-old. Is she your sassiest out of 12? Oh, man. No. That, no. <laughs> mm. that was a very fast no for me, Steve. No. I don't know who he would think would be the sassiest, but I spend a lot of my day today with Genevieve, and she's sassy. <laughs> um, Bridget's next, and Bridget is our CFO at Pirates Cove. She watches all the money in and out, uh, which is a pretty comforting feeling for us. Um, she's trained in the accounting field and, uh, she does a great job for us there. And then, uh, Amanda's number three, uh, she and her husband, Matt DeSembrino 
have uh, four children, and uh, they have an interesting business that uh, among some of the things that they do, they developed uh, an app for real-time scoring at fishing tournaments. It's called Real-Time Apps. And uh, among, again, they've developed other apps for different industries, but that's something that they have done themselves, and it's... Uh, I think they're up to around 50 tournaments a year that they're doing now uh, uh, with their software. And uh, uh, Emily is the, the youngest. She has five children. And uh, she and her husband, Caleb Casper, uh, uh, everybody lives locally, which is really great for us. Um, but uh, Caleb is uh, literally a, a rocket engineer and uh that's his uh his passion and his uh his uh, chosen field and uh the the beautiful thing is is that we have uh 12 little lives that we get to interact with and they all live with within 15 or 18 minutes of each other and we have a pretty active household when it comes to that even you know even today and um it's uh it's it's very rewarding it's very rewarding and they're all 10 and under Khaled is the oldest oh wow and he is 10 years old and, and regina to, and regina's yep, a year and, old yep and regina just started walking so she started walking uh, this month wow so four very talented daughters. If you are in any of the big fishing tournaments, you know real-time apps. You've seen it. I have it downloaded on my phone. It's so user-friendly. And, you know, that was an amazing opportunity that Amanda and her husband, you know, really jumped on because it was the opportunity for a business where, you know, the two worlds collided, you know, the software engineer and fishing. And I believe they've been well over 10 years in that app, right? They have. And Matt is a self-taught coder. He, that's amazing. He decided he was going to code and he went and bought coding books and sat down and taught himself how to code. That's so, incredible. Yeah. You definitely have very smart son-in-laws. You girls did good. Oh yeah, the boys are great, and uh, and uh, our girls are great, and the uh, and the little kids, of course, are their joy. Tell the story about your boat name. I know you had a boat at your home in North Carolina, and it was called the Perfect Ten, right? Yeah, we actually had the boat here, and we named it Perfect Ten when we had when we had ten joys, and uh, a couple of years ago we. We were uh, getting ready for uh, a cookout dinner at uh, at our house in North Carolina, and we all sat down, and we were at two tables because there was 20 of us, and uh, from behind me, um, my daughter Desiree says, Hey, Dad, uh, you're good at this. Can you think of a cutesy name for a boat that has 11 in it? And I went, what? <laughs> I said, do I need to? And she said... Yep, that's how she told us she was pregnant with uh, Genevieve. That's one of my favorite stories. And everyone listening right now know that Steve's eyes got really wide when he was telling that story. Yeah, yeah. and then that wasn't the last one. Then Emily Emily had her fifth, and that was uh, uh, little Regina Faith, and, uh, and she's just over a year old now. So 
We'll come up with another name for a boat here that has 12. I was items. just about to ask, what's the 12? <laughs> uh, we'll come up with something. Yeah. I think you I guys are just making wait. it safe, right? Yeah, just wait and make sure that you don't have to change it again. Maybe that's the name. Just wait. Just, just. <laughs> that's right. Oh my gosh. So talking grandkids, Colin is the oldest. We said he's 10 years old. And Steve, you were telling me offline the other day that you went golfing with him and he was teaching you how to shoot a straight drive. He was showing me exactly how to do it. Without telling me he was teaching me, he was just stepping up to it. We played golf uh, over Father's Day weekend in North Carolina uh, with uh, two of my sons-in-law and my grandson. And uh, he's quite an athlete and a, and a good little golfer, and he loves it. And, and uh, he, uh, he was uh, putting on a little clinic for me. Yes. <laughs> How kind. He, yes, he was. He came into the house after playing golf, and he said uh, – Mem, he said, Pop-Pop had some really wild shots. And I said, he did. He said, yeah. I said, on the back nine, he said, I'm not even going to talk to you about the back nine. That was on the front nine. <laughs> <laughs> Brutally honest. Yeah. Yes. At well, least he's he, giving you pointers while he's, while he's uh, giving you the truth. Oh, well, Pop-Pop was going to teach him some golf etiquette. <laughs> what? What happens on the golf course stays on the golf course. We, we did have that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And Faith, I'd like to talk about Pirate's Cove. That is such an incredible place that everyone needs to go visit. I was blown away when I went there in the old Florida charm. Tell everyone you know, about this, this wonderful resort and marina. Uh, Pirate's Cove is based in Port Salerno, uh, and Port Salerno is uh, it's considered an old fishing village. We've got, we have commercial docks that are next to us that have been there for 40 plus years. And Pirate's Cove uh, used to be just a restaurant and um, some dockage. And it was family owned for a long time. It was um, purchased it was purchased uh, by a, a company that was not an American company, and they built the hotel and the rack storage. And Stephen and I uh, bought Pirates Cove 13 years ago, actually 13 years ago this month. Wow. And we have really worked diligently on making it a comfortable place for families, making it a comfortable place to have weddings and whatever whatever it is you're uh, celebrating. We have lots and lots of beautiful orchids and bromeliads that are all over the property. We have people that have been with us the whole time that, that we've owned it. And uh, we have a, approximately 75 people that work for us there that show up to work every day, that trust the fact that we're going to be there, that we're doing absolutely the best job that we can for everybody who works there and everybody who comes to stay with us. We have 50 rooms, uh, a rack storage that holds 186 boats, uh, 50 wet slips, a restaurant, a lounge, a tiki bar downstairs, um, it's a, it's a big place. It's a nice place. 
It really is. And you have to go see it to appreciate it. Tell me one of the fan favorites on the menu because I personally love the restaurant. I would say, well, my personal fan favorite would be the tacos. We have shrimp tacos and fish tacos. Of course, tacos are all the... Can't go wrong. Yep. They're all the rave right now. So we do a we do a great job with those and also oh what's steamed, steamed clams and she crab soup yeah yes all we, right you heard it here go grab that off the menu you can stay you don't have to be a boater i kind of want to bring that to light there's so much great feedback from boaters and non-boaters i think boaters probably love pirates cove so much because of the proximity to the inlet but you know, there's plenty of non-boaters that experience some serious comfort. And like we said, that old Fort of Charm there as well. The Tiki Bar is a wonderful place to, you can bring your dog, leashed, of course, bring your dog and your kids and hang out at the Tiki Bar. We have live music on Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays, and occasional Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. Um, we have music upstairs and downstairs at the Tiki so it's it's a it's a it's a busy place. It's um, and again, I said it, it's in Port Salerno, which is South Stewart. Okay, and since we're talking about fun and things we do outside of work, what are your favorite things to do when you're not working, which doesn't exist for you, Steve? <laughs> that phone rings, and faith, your phone rings equally as much. Both of you are working twenty four seven. You love it, but you also make time for your family always. What do you love to do when you're not physically in the office? Cause I know you're still working. Yeah, no, I, I still, and I still carry a phone. I, I, I don't disconnect, uh, entirely when we do go away. Uh, the, the family likes to spend some time in the wintertime skiing. So we, we make, uh, we make those trips and those kids are like they were born on skis right now. It's, it's, un, it's incredible. And Stephen still skis. Every day that he's out there, he still skis every day. No, yeah, I love it. He does. I love it. And I love doing it with the, with the little kids. And, you know, we still have a boat in the backyard. We have a 37 Valhalla in the backyard. So kids get a kick out of that. That's a good view. <clears throat> and we have... Uh, and, and we have... Uh, this uh, place in North Carolina on a lake, which I just told you we were up there with the kids and playing golf and we were up there for Father's Day. And so we have a, a pretty nice place to go and get a little water skiing and inner tubing and fishing and and uh, hiking and waterfalls. And it's 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 like I said earlier, it's just, it's a wholesome way for us to spend time with the, with the whole family. So we do a variety of things. Nora's, uh, Nora, who's our oldest granddaughter, uh, she directed this week, she directed a play, uh, Frozen, which she allowed all of her siblings and her cousins to participate in. Oh, she was dispersing tickets at your home? <laughs> she was directing it. <laughs> Places everyone. We had snow. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, it was great. Tore up quite a production. It was, it was quite a production. Wow. She was on the piano, and it was a lot of fun. That is great. <laughs> One of your daughters, Amanda, described your family as don't build a taller fence, build a bigger table type of family. And that really 
hit me so hard because I've never heard you described better. I've watched you give back to people. I've seen how large your family is and you always have 10 more in tow. You are always extending invites to people and you already have a reservation for what you say, 23. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she was, when I was talking to her, you know, she said, we always are inviting others and just open hearts, open hands. I think that that's a really incredible quality that both of you possess and that you've really passed on to your children. Would you agree with that? With that, uh, don't build a taller fence, build a bigger table. That's a great saying, and I'm, and we're blessed to be able to to do it. And uh, I'm I'm glad that I'm glad they recognize that. Glad Amanda recognize that. That's that's rewarding too. She also said, "There's a running joke in the family," and she said, "It's the term walk the docks." What is that? No, that's this one. They have you have to walk the docks. That's where that's where the boats are. That's where the business is. Going back to when Stephen and I met, that's what we did in the evening. We walked the docks. That's date night. That that was date night. He would walk the dock and he would tell me who owned the boat, what the hull number was who had the boat before that, what the guy's dog's name was. And if he saw <laughs> if he saw any kind of a light burning, he would knock on the hull with his business card in hand and say, I know this boat. You got this boat from such and such, and you took it here, you took it there. So he was always able to engage people in a conversation that, and he would always have his card out. And he would just keep it out until they took it. Like he he wouldn't put the card back in his pocket. He would just keep the card out. We spent a lot of time walking the docks. And the kids, when they were small, I mean, I would take them to work on the weekends. And not all of them at the same time, but uh, we would go and run some errands. and Walk the docks. We would go walk the docks and have lunch and then take one or two of them or three and, and mix it up a little bit. And then as the kids got a little older... Uh, I can remember when we first moved up here, we moved to Jupiter in 1995 and we had just opened the office in Palm Beach Gardens in uh, the year before and uh, we had the girls answering the phone on the weekends. And so they had a chance to be in the marina and and have lunch with dad and and pick up a few uh, dollars for spending money. And uh, so, you know, they were they were involved in that in that regard. It wasn't that they ever, you know, wanted to make a career out of what we did, but uh, we spent a lot of time together as a as a young family doing because our our geography was Fort Lauderdale, Miami, Palm Beach, Stewart. We 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 that's that's our backyard, our backyards, and uh, and the kids spent a lot of time plying those grounds with us. And fishing tournaments. Yeah, we did a lot of that too. We fished tournaments for years and hand out swag. Yes, talk to people. You so were they, huge sponsors. They had they. I think that the girls definitely had the opportunity because of Stephen's business and because of the way he always conducted his business, in that he included uh, the girls and you. You have to be pretty sure of yourself if you're going to raise four daughters. You know, the 
the, the running joke was always for Stephen, um, oh, you have, uh, you have four daughters. Were you trying for a boy? And he would always just look at him and say, are you nuts? <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have four of the best kids in the world. No, I got exactly, exactly what I wanted in life. That's sweet. And I you, couldn't agree You more. have to have a lot of, uh, in, in, a, in a world that, remember, years ago, uh, the boating world was very much a man's world. And, Still is, kind of. Eh, we're making inroads. But, um, but have, you know, having four daughters, he, he took a lot of, he took a lot of guff for it. And, um, uh, the fishing tournaments were always such a way to showcase his patience and, uh, and keep the girls involved and keep their, you know, this is, this is what's going on. And if, if anyone out there knows Stephen, they know that he is not a huge talker. Stephen is not. He sits in a conversation and, and flicks his pen up and down, waiting for somebody to speak first. And his daughters will sit at the table. And Stephen never had the girls go away from the dining room table. If people were there on business, they sat right there and listened. They sat right there. And when whoever it was that was at dinner left, he would have a barrage of questions and they would ask a question and then they would just wait. And then he would answer them. And then they would ask another question and then he would answer them. So the girls were always able to pull information from him that, and the four of them just love doing it. They, they love peppering him with questions. <laughs> they do. They think that it is. Steve's nodding his head. He agrees with this. Uh, Oh, yeah. That, it's a lot of fun when they gang up on you. <laughs> I grew up in a house of two girls. I can't imagine four. But I can also think what really was sitting with me while you were talking about that is how much they learned at that table. They they did. Oh, they, without question. Without question. He never, he never said, okay, I'm going to go sit and have a cigar and talk about this. You guys go play with your dolls. Mm -hmm. That things like that were never said. He would just, they were expected to listen. If they had uh, something to say, it should have something to do with the subject matter and hold the questions until after they left. It's a lot of respect that you had for those you know, children to include them and to shape them. And I think that's incredible, the opportunity that they've had. Tell me, pivoting, you know, with we're here now, we're 42 years into HMY. What is next? What's on the horizon for HMY? We have an outboard center coming. We have an outboard center coming in, uh, in North Palm Beach. Uh, the outboard segment of the um, reed industry has been growing in leaps and bounds, and we've been the recipient of some good results uh, in that marketplace. And we were just out of room and places to be able to showcase and highlight boats. So we bought a, an old car dealership on North Lake Boulevard, and we're rehabbing it right now, and it'll be open for this next season. And we'll be able to have a, a, a boat show every day with uh, outboard boats on trailers and jack stands um, on an acre and a half uh, right down the street from uh, the office. 
and you know we're, we're hiring people for that specific segment of the marketplace and and we have some other some other uh, ideas and uh, trying to anticipate where things are going here post-COVID. Uh, so stay tuned. I'm not going to tell you too much more about that, but we have some other ideas that are that'll be uh, coming forth. Just a small teaser to stay tuned. HMI is always cooking up something. We definitely stay ahead of the game. You've done everything to have such a strong marketing presence. When I'm talking to a client, something that I take a lot of pride in is what I can offer them thanks to HMY is all of, you know, the amenities, I guess, whether they're selling or buying, I feel that I have so many more qualities thanks to the backing of HMY that I can provide that client. And that is due to all the hard work that you've done over these years to put us a step ahead. Well, that thank you for that. The, we, we've always been advert. I, I, I'm an old dinosaur, so I say it's advertising. I know it's marketing now, but we've always been uh, heavy believers in uh, keeping our brand uh, out in front. And that coupled with the, the management team that we've been able to put together, uh, uh, we have some really, really talented and dedicated and disciplined uh, people in this company to assist the 50 yacht sales professionals that we have. And all, all those talents, uh, all everybody's talents uh, uh, add up to the success, help add to the success that uh, we've been able to uh, forage out here. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of the fact that we're here 42 years. And, and you know, looking in the rearview mirror, that's that's good for a portion of your drive, but mostly what we're doing is is looking forward, and we still have a lot of runway left, God willing, we still have a lot of runway left to uh, to build and expand this company, make it stronger, provide more value added services for our customers, provide more opportunities for our independent contractors and our employees, and um, it's a sincere effort to do that and uh i have no designs on on uh changing that you know a lot of people like to retire to palm beach county and oh, have no. a boat in the backyard <laughs> and and uh and and uh, relax a little bit well i already live in palm beach county and I have a boat in the backyard and i get to drive 11 miles to the office in the morning and here we are that's right there's that's a terrible word in our house, retire. You you love working too much. I you love both working. love working. We do. We again we get up every day and you know, have coffee and and uh look at each other and say, All right, I'll see you later. We go our separate ways and go to work. But it's not it's not work, it's it's really Putting another, we do a lot of Legos in our world right now, and I, I think about, uh, I think about the foundation. We didn't just wake up and start this company. We didn't just wake up and and uh, start to rebuild Pirates Cove. It's all part of the foundation. It's all part of 
making sure that your pieces are in and that they're there and they're together and that they're cohesive and, and there's good communication. And that's what, uh, I think that's what HMY has done such a terrific job, um, at building a good, solid, secure foundation because you can't build without a good foundation. It doesn't matter uh, what you build. If you don't have a good foundation, it won't stand. Absolutely. And I know that HMY will continue to, you know, nurture these long-term relationships we talked about today and continue this family culture we have in the offices and, you know, have this team setting and represent the best product out there. So my last question for you is what sets HMY apart from the rest? Why should someone do business with HMY? I think we uh, have demonstrated by our, our track record and by our commitments to the industry uh, a lot of the reasons why people uh, can benefit from doing business with us. And I would say, give us a call. Give me a call. If, if you want to hear how we can really help you, uh, call any one of the sales professionals and uh, make us show you. And we will. Definitely a company of action behind our promises. So I love that. And Faith, I would love for you to share the fortune cookie story. I think that's I think that's the best way to to end this today. Tell um, people the fortune cookie story. Fortune cookie story. Well, if if anybody out there is listening, then and if you've been married for longer than five minutes, you know that uh, out of the five minutes, there's two great minutes. One minute that you think to yourself, "What have I done?" and two <laughs> minutes of trying to figure out how to keep doing it. So. Stephen and I had been married for a number of years, and uh, we hit a, well, let's just say a rocky patch that we were not speaking to each other, and we had plans to go to dinner with friends that we had known for years since before we got married, and we could not cancel the dinner. So we went to, what was the name of the restaurant? Henry's? Was it a Henry's Chinese restaurant in Fort Lauderdale? And we sat across from our friends, and I talked to her, and Stephen talked to him, and I talked to him, and Stephen talked to her. And we managed to get through the whole meal without saying one word to each other. <laughs> Not one. And end of the meal, anticipating a quiet drive home, and the fortune cookies came. And we each took our pick of the fortune cookies. Go ahead, Stephen. You finish the story. <laughs> because I do I, love I, this part. I must have got the wrong cookie because when I read the fortune, I thought, well, this is not something I'm really willing to share. So I crumpled up the little fortune tab and I stuck it in the hot mustard on the table. Well, that was a red flag, apparently. It so, was, it was. So, so I reached across the table and, oh, wait a minute, I'm going to let you finish it, but I reached across the table and pulled out the little fortune cookie and reached over and rinsed it out in his water. 
And I opened it up and looked at him. And Stephen, tell everybody what it said. What did it say? What it said, and it's really, really, really true. What the fortune said was, without faith, you are nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What did you do, Faith, when you read that? I, I knew that we were probably going to stay married for the rest of our lives. <laughs> because, you know, his company is important, and without faith, he is nothing. <laughs> it's my favorite story, and it never gets old. No, it doesn't. No. Oh, well. <laughs> I wish everyone could see your face right now, Steve. <laughs> it's so good. Well, I admire your relationship. I admire your tenacity with your work ethic and both of your passions and what you do and the way that you know you raise your children and your grandkids and and it's a pleasure to work for you. And I would love for you to tell people how they can learn more about HMY. Steve, if you could share our website. Yeah, go to hmy.com and there's a lot of good information and news and current events and and uh, history on that website. And uh, and uh, again, if if we can help you in any way, drop us a note or give us a call and uh, and uh, let us demonstrate to you how we can be of assistance. And faith for. Pirates Cove Resort Marina, please tell us how we can get all the information if we want to you know, book a stay, just come to the Tiki, like you said, or even get a slip at the marina or a dry rack. Um, the website at Pirates Cove is www. I always say that because that's the way I read it. Uh, PCRM.net. It's the initials for Pirates Cove Resort Marina. Um or you can uh, give us a call at 772-287-2500. Uh, Somebody nice will pick up the phone and give you all the information. All right. There you have it. Thank you both so much for your time. Well, thanks for taking the time with Thank us, Thank you, Lexi. Lexi.